Yes, you are welcome to Let's Sip Podcast. My name is Chris Carter, and today we are going to be talking to a very, very inspiring and important person. Someone that has actually changed the face of Ghanaian entertainment. Someone that has actually brought a new award to the award schemes, and someone that has really been keeping us on our feet. And we're asking, how does he do it? Well, it's no other person than Baba Sadiq Abdullah Abu. This is the part that people clap. <laughs> you are welcome to the room. show. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. All right. So this show is called Let's Sip. Normally we would have been sipping on something, but we are respecting Sadiq today because it it's all about Ramadan. It's Ramadan. Shout out to everyone fasting, and may God listen to our prayers and uh, may everything I that mean. we ever prayed for come through. Now, mm-hmm. Sadiq, the politician, the media and entertainment entrepreneur, founder of three music networks and three music awards, and Wilderland festival right. and i'm not even going to ask you your mantra your mantra is already on your instagram <laughs> it's, it's, on, it's, on, it's on your instagram profile no guts no, no glory, glory right. sadiq a lot of people don't know where you started from yeah. right i know like you were producer like you you've worked in the tv station as a producer of a show can, yeah. can, can you tell us how it all started well i started as an assistant producer at metro tv sometime in 2004. so you didn't even start as a producer no wow i started off from the from the bottom mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> so I started as an actually I, I didn't start off as an assistant producer in the real sense of it. I was I was an assistant to the presenter, John oh. Jermaine. So John Jermaine mm-hmm. took me to Metro TV, and I was his guy. I was his aide. I was a guy that would do a lot of the a lot of work for him. Any work, anyway, you know. But by virtue of being with John Jermaine and spending a lot more time at Metro TV where he worked, mm-hmm. I took that uh, as an opportunity to learn and understand television production. And so, and Metro TV at the time had some of the best producers, directors. And so, yeah, the times I spent there gave me the opportunity to learn about television production, Mm -hmm. scripting, putting it together, organizing it, and all of those things. And then also from John Jermaine himself, I'm going to tap into his experience and the insight that he had at the time. And so that was a beginning for me. At a point in time, went back to school to get a diploma in communications. Mm -hmm. Um, I went back again later to to top it up, to have a degree. But for Metro TV, I did some works, worked with some art agencies, did some work at Incel, as production manager. I actually even wrote for Daily Guy newspaper. Wow. Yeah. So like, so, so basically you've done, like, you've done it yeah, all. Yeah, I did it. I mean, I also worked as John Rudy uh, assistant when he worked with MTV. Um, then I worked at Multimedia, Joy FM and Hits FM as a content producer, um, left um, to join a, a, a South African agency, Rockstar 4000. Right. Then we did Rave, Rockstar 4000. We did a lot of projects. The one a project with Kelly, the O2 Lives, a lot of activation in the space. Wow, wow. Then um, I started off on my own, producing content and doing events. Then joined Viasat One as head of productions, later became head of programs. I think that's when I knew you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> head of programs. Then when I left Viasat, from 2015, I've been on the entrepreneurial R- space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when did it dawn on you that, okay, I am made for this, like, I'm going to take it to the highest? Well, I think I've always had it to me. I've always had very, very lofty dreams. Mm-hmm. I've always been ambitious. I've always had, like, visualized bigger things. You know, I'm, in, my, in the house that I grew up, I was exposed to a lot of media, uh, magazines, newspapers, books. So I read a lot, you know, that kind of gave me, it, it, it exposed me very early to the workings of the media and entertainment industry. 
and what's possible. You know, so even without knowing the hustle that goes into it, I began to like dream like, ah, Charlie, me cannot. Yeah, he's the producer, yes, presenter, yeah. there's that, there's that. I want to be like him. Oh, PDD, oh, I want to be like him. Because my house was full of media right, space right. stuff. There was Source Magazine, there was uh, Ebony Magazine. There were a number of newspapers and I, the radio was almost always on mm -hmm. TV as well. So I kind of picked up a lot of things while I was growing up. But I think in secondary school was when I began to begin to think more and more about the things that I, or the path that I wanted to pursue, you know. It was then that I knew I was cut out for the media, entertainment and mm -hmm, communication mm -hmm, space mm -hmm. because I began to see what I was effective right. on or about. You know, so right up from school, that's when I picked it up, started to do stuff with John Jermaine, and then I've never looked back since. Right. So, you know, like, in, 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 in our environment, especially for people running TV stations yeah. or TV networks, you see a lot of, you know, older people being the, yeah. the CEOs yes, or the ones always. running it or the yeah. ones deciding how it should look like. But, hey, you're in your 30s. Yeah. Like, how, like, does it scare you? Or, like, even when you go to meetings, like, do people go like, mm, like, is that the person I'm going to be really talking <laughs> to? Somebody came to my office. She was, she was, uh, she runs an agency and was doing an event for a client. So when she came to the office and she was like, oh, yeah, pleased to meet you and everything. Hey, you look younger than you seem or down you sound. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm young. So how old are you? I said, I'm 36. She's like, no, you're kidding. I said, I'm 36. Oh, like, no, you're said, kidding. <laughs> Let me join that. <laughs> she said, I'm 36, going to 37. She's like, whoa. So you're my age mate? I said, yeah. You know, so I, I think it's also because of the space, but across the world, particularly if you're somebody like me that has been exposed to the workings of international media and entertainment brands, you realize that media and entertainment generally thrives on fresh blood, mm -hmm. young, insightful, hardworking individuals. Right. Um, I think I paid my dues in terms of... Um, in terms of where I came from, mm -hmm. um, the things I learned, and uh, I mean, the experiences I garnered because mm -hmm. I fully immersed and indulged myself right, in what right. I was doing, mm -hmm. and the, the individuals that mentored me and brought me up, you know. So it, all these experiences collectively uh, built me, gave me a certain level of confidence, insight to a point where I can sit back and visualize or foresee things that I know it's possible and clearly in my mind, I will know that the roadmap and the timelines to pursue in terms of, and, and also because it's also not being rosy, I've been an entrepreneur, I've gone through the challenges with bootstrap, we've gone through tears, we've gone through a lot of things. And so we, we keep learning. Mm -hmm. every, mm -hmm. every, every project, every organization, every experience provides a learning experience, mm -hmm. you know, lessons. You know, that's, 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 that can be built upon. Right, right, you know? so right. So by doing these things, it, 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 it put me in a state to really understand and know how things work. Right. Okay, yeah. so um, you started with three um, three music TV show, yeah, and yeah. which I worked for you. Yeah. By the way, I've, I've worked for Sadie. He, like, he's still my boss. He's still my boss. <laughs> so part to that, yeah. uh, we're doing news and then... Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you started with um, all that, like, um, you know, with the shows. <coughs> yeah. And then one day you were like, because we were all there. One yeah, day you were like, yeah. um, there's going to be an award. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm not going to lie to you. I was like, what? Like, this show is not even up to two seasons. What's wrong with you? <laughs> like, and now this award, three music awards, yeah. is like the, like, 
one of the best awards right yeah. now when it comes yeah. to the music industry. Yeah. How did you come up with this? What made you ever say, okay, I want um, to have an award that changes the game? Because obviously <coughs> it's a game changer right yeah. now and everybody's yeah. happy about it. Yeah. From the way it's set up to what we watch and yeah. what goes into it. How did you come up with this? What inspired that? I think it's a strategic thinking from the beginning when we started Three Music. Um, I, by three or four years after we started Three Music, Three Music Awards, I still show people the initial document of Three mm -hmm. Music Awards from when we began mm -hmm. or before we began. Mm -hmm. And they're like, did you just come out with this document? I'm like, no, this is the document that actually guided everything we've done from the beginning till this point. You know, and so, like I indicated earlier, the experience, the insight provided me a certain unique understanding yeah. about how things should be. So when we started Three Music, it was not just meant to be that one hour programming block that we got on TV3 mm -hmm. every day of the week, mm -hmm. but it was supposed to be a whole ecosystem, it was supposed to be a whole v universe of a sort, targeting young individuals mm -hmm. with music based and lifestyle content. Yeah, yeah. So we had thought about it that it was going to grow into a channel, TV television channel at a point in time. Um, and we had, we, had, we had known that there were a few things that were going to make us as a music and lifestyle channel influential, give us a top of mind visibility and make us profitable, you know, commercially. Because when we sorted out to do, we knew that we we're aiming for a commercial place yeah, from the on yeah. And so awards was part of it. And so when we began the show on TV3 at the point, and we're having challenges with marketing, mm -hmm. not with sales. Not because we're not adept at doing yeah, it or yeah. not because we're not approaching the agencies, but we're not getting enough of it. Also because we didn't have that such a strong of mind, regardless of the good content yeah, that we had yeah. on television. And so we we kind of felt that the need by six months that for this to be sustainable, for this to grow, we needed to jump in and do the awards. It was a crazy dream it, it, because awards was expensive. Awards was crazy. It required so much effort to put together and you know, I mean, we just jumped in, like like I said, with and a lot of guts. It happened, it happened with a lot of tears, Charlie, crazy. But by the second year, by, by the first year, I mean, we're demoralized and mm -hmm. given the whole public sentiment around it, we nearly couldn't come back with the second year, but then we said, you know what? We just can't give up on the dreams, let's move. And then so we moved again, we tried to find our feet, we tried to cut our corners, based on the experiences that we've learned from the year one, we try to find a more open, transparent way of doing Don't it in think, terms yeah. of the people that we brought on board, you know. And so second year also moved on, and then we came to the third year. So third year was when we it became obvious we we're going to begin to get us yes, a bit of yes, revenue. Yeah. And then Corona hit us, oh. you know. Oh. Corona hit us again, not once to give up, we thought about it quickly and then did a corona version. Yes, you know? yeah. <laughs> yes. I like because that we, corona we version. to have the brand to sustain mm -hmm. and because we've innovative, we needed to be able to accept that innovation that that's always been in us. We did the corona one, came back with the 2021, which was huge, took it to the, I mean, a different direction altogether. And then we came back with the fifth one this year. Yeah. So, but Which gave so, us a viral video. Exactly. So, I mean, in essence, I founded and I've run three music, three music awards and everything for the past six years. Nice. You know, nice. from 2017 till now. And so far, the growth had been phenomenal. Yeah. We've taken it from ground up, built it, built it, built it, built it. And it's six years 
and we're going strong. Six years, and you also introduced Wilderland Festival. Wilderland How Festival. did you even come up with that? I'm like, don't you rest, Sadiq? <laughs> like, do you ever rest? Okay, before we talk about Wilderland, do you ever rest? I, I mean, I take some rest intermittently. Literally, <laughs> uh, I began to take a lot more rest because mm -hmm. I began to expand the team. You know, with increased investment and expansion, you begin to have a lot more people take different roles in the business. And so that gives you the opportunity to rest a bit. Mm -hmm. But previously, I used to be like yeah, almost yeah, everything, yeah. you know. But, but now, yeah, but with Wideland Festival, um, it was different. I it mean, was different, yeah. you had to take people all the way down to the, like yeah. our, our version of the safari. Yeah. You understand? And it, it's then. It's called the African Glastonbury. African what? <laughs> It's called the Glastonbury of Africa. Why the African Glastonbury. Glastonbury Festival. Wow. Yeah. wow. <laughs> That's yeah. a lot to pronounce, but yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, you have brought something like that here, but this time around, you're taking it to another country. Why? And like, why are you taking it away from us? Like, it, it, is it like it's not going to happen in Ghana this year? No, or? It's, it's going to come back in Ghana as well in December. But okay. in the ways that we've thought about it, I've always believed that we could start projects from here built it and take it across the world mm. you know mm. and so um aimed with a certain globalization agenda we created a festival that could match with any ex festival experience across the world in the ways that makes it possible and easier to take it from different different countries and build a truly global entertainment property mm -hmm. from ghana mm -hmm. you know and so that that's the idea behind all of it and then i mean we started with did ghana um, it's year one as usual. Mm -hmm. Now we understand how year ones for a lot of the projects that we do goes. Uh, we understand where there's been learnings, where there's been where, what has failed, what has worked. Mm -hmm. And obviously we're building upon it. And the next stage of it is to be able to have different parts of the world experience it. But Ghana is always going to be home for Wilderland yeah, Festival yeah. in December. And right. so because December is a holiday maker period mm -hmm. where the world comes to Ghana. And so if you truly build this global uh, festival, and the, the globe is coming to Ghana, definitely they've got to experience the world right, the festival before right, you go. Right. You know, so that explains why we're taking it around. And also it ties into the whole overall commercial objective of the of the festival mm -hmm. itself. Because for it to be able to make sense, some of the things that you invest into should be able to replicate that across, you know, so we can maximize on the investments that go right, into it. Right. Right. Okay, so before we end, um we, <laughs> we we would like you to drop a nugget for us. And now this is basically um going to be around how you have, you know, pushed to this level. Right. So I'm just gonna ask just one question. When people tell you no, what do you do? <laughs> I don't take no for an answer. You don't take no for yeah, an answer. I mean, so anyone watching you right now, I'm sure they would like um like to hear, you yeah. know, your own nuggets, your original nuggets, apart from no gods, no glory. Well okay, so my, my nuggets consistently is anchored within the spirits and uh, of the no guts, no glory, which is essentially not giving up, which is essentially following the passion, pursuing it hard and putting yourself into it. Um, people can have a lot of doubts and people can say no. I don't take no for an answer. If it's no, then my response is why not? Mm -hmm. If it's no, consistently is why not? Why no? I need to find out. If it needs to be logical to me, no. I need to drill down to the final. If I'm going to pursue it to the final day of the of the date or the actual day for me to say, finally, this can happen. I don't take no for an answer. Right. So yes, as much as it's all about God and no God, no glory, it's asset the whole not taking no and asking questions in terms of why not? Why can't you do A, B, C, D? Right. That spirit of curiosity, that spirit of not giving up, that spirit of pursuing what's on your mind, on your heart, what to allow this to take you far.
Okay, now yeah. you've heard it, guys. So, No Guts, No Glory. I think that should be the title yeah. of this episode. No yeah. Guts, No Glory. And Sadiq, I want to say a very big thank you to you thank for you coming much, through. I mean, it's been interesting and also inspiring. Thank I mean, you. it has taught me never to give up. Yes. If there's one thing I took out from this today, it's never, to ever give to give up. Guys, um, I'm sure you're like, thank you, but keep watching three music networks yeah. and also watch out for wider land first well and also watch out for the next three music awards yeah. which is next year, next year yeah. <laughs> thank you so much thank you very much, so this is let's sip my name is chris carter thank you for watching and for listening bye, -bye. <laughs>